I think everyone needs a coach. I mean, mentorship and guidance have been incredibly crucial in our development as a company. So I thought I'd introduce you to some amazing coaches as part of this special series of Meet My Business. So on today's episode of Meet My Business, I have the great pleasure to introduce you to Christine Ofner. She's a holistic business and mindset coach uh, from Austria. Uh, Christine, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. That's so exciting to be here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We, so in today's episode, we're going to be chatting about a topic that I'm really passionate about, which is energy management. Um, at the time of recording, it's towards the end of 2023 and you know, the end of year burnout feels very real. And uh, a, a big part of what I want to do going forward is to manage my energy in such a way that I don't constantly have the cycle of like lots of energy and burnout. And instead, I want to keep it a little more consistent. So we're going to be talking all about energy management today. But before we get to that, uh, Christine, so can you just tell us a little bit about uh, what you do now and how you've kind of got here in your career? Yes, for sure. So I'm, again, as Ethan said, I'm Christy. Um, I'm from Austria and I'm a holistic business and mindset coach. I would actually brand myself as, as the super unsexy, non-traditional business coach <laughs> because I'm not going to be the one that tells you, oh, this is how you make six figures in six months. So like, oh, use this one content strategy and you're going to get a million euros and all of that stuff. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm here telling you, you got to do this long term. You got to think long term and sustainable. I'm going to help you achieve your goals so that you're actually achieving them in a mentally, emotionally, physically healthy state. So what I do is I help service providers really tailor their business strategy to their personality, to their goals, and to their energy flow. Because everyone has a totally different life journey that they're on. Everyone has a totally different body. And if you start to tailor those things to a sustainable way to do business, and we want to do business long-term, right? It's not just a quick thing because we want to get the money like next month. It's actually we need to think more long-term and more sustainably in terms of how can I do this? So it suits my personality, my goals, my body, my life. And that is what I want to bring into the online business world and even beyond that, actually, especially the energy management part. So what kind of people do you love to work with? So I do work with service providers a lot, like entrepreneurs that do have services like yays, copywriters, uh, email marketers, digital business managers. Um, I also had some clients who had product-based businesses, but usually I work with um, service providers. And now I also started to work with people who want to get out of their nine to five trap, who want to start their own business. Um, that is also definitely one thing that I want to move towards too. And then later on, I also have a vision where I want to bring the whole energy management approach to corporate as well. So I want to try to make it part of the new work approach because I 100% believe that we didn't even get to the full potential of working models that could be out there. We are only looking at one tiny part that's possible, which is, by the way, super toxic the way we do it currently. Um, there are so many more opportunities, and I want to be a part of starting a conversation of new work, working models, basically, based on our energy and not just based on time. Amazing. So before we get into um, you know the energy management section, I think it's a good place to start from what you mentioned is that the current working model, the current paradigms you have around the workplace can be quite toxic. Why do you think so? Ah, thanks for asking that question. <laughs> Literally, it's we do have a collective toxic productivity mindset issue. And it is because society has trained us to look at productivity as this linear thing. We always need to do more and we always need to do better. And it's just like very linear thing. Like if you put this on a graph, there's only one way up. 
and it's to do more and to do better and to work harder. Rest is not included in the conversation at all. The same definition that we put on productivity is the same that we put on success, right? Success is when you work hard and when you do more and when you do better. But if you always do more and do better without actually taking a break at some point and like slowing down, you will reach this point where you will eat up mentally or emotionally or physically or all of them <laughs> exhausted. You're going to be mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted at some point if you only do better and if you only do more, right? And the only way or the only point this will actually lead to is burnout. And I think I don't need to mention any statistics or so because I feel like this is a very issue, like a huge issue that everyone is aware of, but nobody actually takes action on it, right? Nobody wants to rethink the whole issue. They're just, oh, it's still glamorized in this world to be busy. Like, for example, it's a Tuesday, right? If you ask me today, hey, Chrissy, what are you doing? How are you doing? And I'm like, oh, you know what, Ethan? Like, I'm so busy. I have this like podcast interview today and I'm preparing a keynote for the Nomad Cruise. And then I have like a client call in the afternoon. And you immediate, immediately feel like, ah, oh, she's got stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, she's got it. Amazing. She's contributing to society, right? It's, it's cool. Like, she's got stuff going on for her. If we have the same conversation again on a Tuesday, you ask me, how are you doing? And I say, oh, you know what, like today I had really low energy when I woke up. So honestly, I just took time to just sit in my chair, stare and create some space for myself. Honestly, even though we both know better, the first thought that would come into our minds would be, mm, shouldn't you be like doing something like you lazy, you know? Like it, it's the first thing that comes to our mind and it's because of this toxic productivity mindset issue that we do have. However, our body is naturally designed to work in a cyclical, rhythmical way, just as nature, right? When we look into nature, everything is cyclical. There's not one linear thing out there. And we as humans are designed in the same way. We have an energetic rhythm and we have natural ebbs and flows. And no matter how many Instagram posts are out there that say how to be high vibe all the time, it's not possible. It's not human. We have lows for a reason. We have lows for a reason. And in order to get back to the high, you actually do not have to, to do anything but trust yourself, your body, and your energy because it will naturally happen. I seriously resonate with that. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people brag about the fact that they don't get a lot of sleep because they're so busy. Oh my God, yeah. It's like one of those, like, that's not a good thing. I only got three no. hours of sleep last night. I was up until four doing X, Y, and Z. And then I had to get up early to hashtag rise and grind. And I just want to like, die because i'm like it's not good every single yeah. metric like sleep is like the foundation from which everything springs and if you actually think it's a good thing that you're not getting sleep um i remember so um for context my wife used to work in corporate law she then eventually moved to academia and i from the outside end could see that like that industry specifically like hyper glamorized being busy um if in fact employees would, were looked upon better by management if they were answering emails at like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. If you're not doing that, it's actively bad for your career. Like that is the degree to which th that whole toxic positivity thing you know, should be working on Sundays um, regularly and late into the evening. 
and it it genuinely just like le- leads to this environment where everybody in that field then feels like when they do have free time they have to like maximize it to the nth degree they have to you know party whatever it is that they can do to just like free themselves from that trap and i genuinely do not want um you know for me going forward as an entrepreneur to feel like my worth is determined by how busy i am but unfortunately that is the situation that most of us are in so i'm very curious to hear you know your thoughts on that and how we can you know better improve our energy management yeah exactly like as you say being busy is still a badge of honor um in society and i fucking hate it so we need to start on an individual level for us to change what productivity and success actually means and start working to figure out our own unique energy flow and then create some kind of new working routine and style for ourselves right putting our blinders on doing it for ourselves inspiring others to do the same thing and then collectively try to change this super toxic pattern. So what I did, because maybe let me remind like how, how I even got to this, because then it's easier to actually explain how to do this is, you know, I've been in the online business world for three years already. And I started out offering different services as a VA and a digital business manager. I did this for two years and I had a really good idea and knowledge about what it takes to be quote unquote successful in business, right? I saw lots of different behind the scenes of solopreneurs and remote teams. I knew the strategies, you know? So when I pivoted to coaching, I honestly thought I would make six figures in six months, you know, because one, I had the knowledge and two, all the Instagram gurus said I would make <laughs> six figures in six months because that's what they tell you, you know, on, on Instagram when you start coaching. Uh, so I implemented all of these strategies and I even had support from mentors and coaches telling me all of these other strategies. And I worked my butt off like at least 50 plus hours per week to implement all of this. Right. And after those six months, after pivoting to coaching, I saw zero results, zero, zero. And my first thought was, what's wrong with me? Okay. If it's not working, I just need to do more and I just need to do better. And I was like, Oh my fucking God, this is not why I started the business. I didn't start the business to just sit on my laptop, on my laptop 24 seven without seeing any results, feeling totally disconnected from myself, feeling totally discouraged, feeling totally disappointed and thinking I'm the problem. That's seriously not why I started. So I took a break, took a step back away from the business because I felt like I was too close to the issue, quote unquote. And I was looking at this video where this woman was talking about energy and like how different tools influence your energy. And I was so fascinated by that. And I took it to the next level. Since I didn't have a lot to do in my business at that point, I was basically starting to track my own energy, implementing all of these tools that she was talking about and more that I found along the journey. And what I found is that my way of working is just completely different than what everybody else is doing. And that's completely fine because I base it on my own data. After six, seven or eight months of tracking my own energy with different tools, I found what worked for me. And I'm still tracking. I'm still adding new tools because it's my way of doing things. Considering my body and my energy and my life stuff that is happening. And throughout doing this, throughout my own experiment on energy levels and how I can work with my body, I really learned, honestly, how to be a proper human and how to give myself grace and compassion for also low phases, 
I really accepted that there's going to be low phases as well. And I learned how to strategically use the high, but also the lows. And I really learned how to rest without guilt, for example. Like that was never even an option for me a couple of years ago. And now I'm like, cool, that's part of the cycle. I'm just at this part now. That's part of it. I do not even question it anymore. And I wish, I really wish (laughs) that for everyone on this planet, they would have the same kind of mindset of, okay, this is part of the journey. Like I'm all in for it. I know how to use this space properly and not in a doing kind of way, but in a being kind of way, because that is actually where you get more energy, more ideas. And that is where you're going to step into your full potential to really live your life the way you want to live it. The work part, yes, but also like all the other areas in your life. So that's why I want to push this approach so much. And how I basically started it is I was looking at all of the different factors that do influence your energy, which is, for example, you said your sleep already, more so your sleep depth, your circadian rhythm. For women, it's the infradian rhythm, which is our cycle. If you are more spiritual, you can also experiment with moon phases. You can experiment with human design energy centers. Then, of course, your movement has an effect. Your nutrition has an effect. Um, your mindset, of course, also has an effect. How you deal with emotions, your relationships, right? The people you let into your life. There's lots of different things that have an influence. But the two most important tools that I started with and that I usually also train other people on is the circadian rhythm and the infradian rhythm because it's an easy thing to start and an easy way to track from the beginning. And it's it's usually an angle that people do not go for. So that's what what I usually start with. So I'd love to understand what your specific rhythm is, maybe as an example for people to understand. Since you've like done so much work to figure all this out, what is your kind of rhythm in a, in a, I don't know, month, year, whatever that period looks like? Yeah. So basically I have um, a specific time during the month where I'm more in like the lower phase. So if we take my cycle, for example, my female cycle, I attract it and I combine it with my uh, circadian rhythm or my chronotype which is basically when my brain is the most productive during the day. And my infradian rhythm, I looked at where am I most productive during a month? Because right, the hormonal patterns of women is a 28-day cycle. It's a whole month. So I looked at where is my typical low phase? What triggers it? What kind of boundaries can I set in place so that I do have my hermit time so that I can properly rest during that time? And then I looked at, okay, what is my typical high phase? And how can I use that to my advantage? Because also in my high phase, I can work a lot, actually. And then in my low phase, I'm like, okay, I'm maybe do like behind the scenes tasks, but I'm trying to do more of like the, you know, self-care, giving myself time to sleep a lot and all of these things. And then I also combine it with my sleep. I know I need like eight and a half hours per night to sleep. And I track that every night. Um, I do have somewhat the same, you know, wake time and, and going to bed time, I'm trying to keep it the same. But sometimes what happens is that if it shifts for like 30 minutes and you have 30 minutes of less sleep than you would usually have and that accumulates for a week or two, that has a huge effect on your focus as well. So like these three, uh, three things, for example, combined had me change, first of all, how I live my social life. Like when do I meet my friends and when do I hermit? It helped me set more boundaries in my business and also my personal life. It helped me realign my offers. For example, when you book a discovery call with me on my Calendly, you will only find time to book a call with me during my circadian rhythm 
meaning when my brain is the most productive, you can book a call with me. The other times are out of limit unless you are someone from, I don't know, Australia and the only time is like, whatever, then I make an exemption, but that's a one-time occurrence. But usually you can have calls with me between 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. and then in the afternoon between 4 and 6 p.m. because that is when my brain is the most productive. So cycle-wise, I based my office on my different cycles of my female um, period, the 28-day infradian rhythm. When you work with me, either one-on-one or group calls, I max the calls to three calls per month because the last week is usually where I'm in my end of fall, beginning of winter phase. This is the phase where I'm the most tired. I do not feel any energy. I want to just hermit and be alone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I also feel like, you know, I can't be a great coach because I'm so like inwards and focused, basically. Um, so I'm just using this time to take self-care, to do behind the scenes tasks. This time is off for me every single month. And sometimes, yes, I can, um, I don't know, postpone a super important event that someone else is organized or whatever. Um, but then I have specific things in place that I can do to quote unquote, hijack my energy if I need to. There are certain things that you can set in place. But if I can plan it ahead strategically, I always make sure that I have those days or most of these days just for myself. And I'm not doing either anything with clients or it's just like very low maintenance kind of work, like answering stuff on Slack or asking some coaching questions on Slack. But I try to avoid having any calls or any important things that need me to be in my best energy. For example, a, a podcast episode like this, I strategically put it in my high phase because I know communication works so much better for me in this phase. And it doesn't mean that you can't do this task in like your lower energy phases. You can do any task in any phase. It just means that your body is naturally supporting you with specific tasks in specific energy phases. That's all I'm saying. If like you can still do tasks when you're like out of sync, but it's just going to feel more draining than if you do it in the quote unquote right phase in your energy. I'd like to understand specifically on the circadian rhythms. How do you like practically track that? What are we actually tracking? And to then, and obviously there's a big YouTube and Google rabbit hole. I can go down and figure this stuff out, but I'm curious to see how it actually physically works. Yeah. So there is actually a test that you can out there. So there's four chronotypes. Oh, basically let's start from the beginning, right? Because maybe some people won't know what a circadian rhythm actually is. So the circadian rhythm is a 24 hour um, body's internal clock. Basically it's all the like physical, mental and emotional changes that are happening. And part of the, during one day, and part of this like 24 hour cycle is the chronotypes. And the chronotypes is your preferred way of when to your body's preferred way, not your personality's preferred way, your body's preferred way to get up when you should go to sleep and when your brain is the most active or most um, productive, basically. There's four types. Um, it correlates to animals <laughs> as well. Like there's the morning type, which is the lion. So the most productive type for the morning type, and we all know that, right? Because everyone is talking about morning types, is your most productive time is in the morning. You get up early, you have the most productive time in the morning, and that's where you feel like you can make the most out of your day. This is also a book like the 5 a.m. clubs is coming from, right? He's probably a morning person. Then there is the bear and the dolphin, which are more like during the day kind of types. The bear is approximately around 50% of the population. Um, they need some time in the morning to actually get their brain going. Their most productive time is between like 
nine-ish, ten-ish, and like one, so late morning and lunchtime. Uh, same for the dolphin, it's more like lunchtime. They have trouble sleeping, so they need some more uh, sleeping hours during the night. They take some more time in the morning to get going, but then during lunchtime, they have the perfect like brain space to do some focused work. And then we have the wolf, which is the typical like night owl. Um, and they actually, their most productive hours is in the late afternoon to evenings. For example, I had a mentor and she had, quote unquote, a 10 hour morning routine because her most productive time was after 3 p.m. until like 10 p.m. That would be my personal horror story, honestly. But like for her, it works great. But it was the same way for me with the morning person, you know, because in this on this planet, all the people only ever talk about the morning person and the night person. So I was, of course, trying to figure out what am I? Am I a morning person or am I an evening person? But I remembered like when I went to school, I had to get up at 5.30 a.m., right? And when I went downstairs to the kitchen, my mom was always like, hi, Chrissy, what a beautiful day. Like, how are you doing? And I would be like, ugh. Like, I couldn't even say a word, you know, I, I I cannot communicate in the morning. I need my time for myself. I don't want to talk to anyone. I need, like, at least one or two hours until my brain can actually, like, produce real sentences. <laughs> I feel like when I can actually work, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely not a morning person. Um, And then when everyone recommended me the 5 a.m. club, I was like, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> um, Same with the, with the, night owl like I, I just can't after 6 p.m my brain is like and bye you know so no so i was very happy when i discovered that there's actually two more types and i resonated way more with the bear you know being like a midday kind of person i definitely resonated with that so 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 much so there is the the test that you can do there and what i want to say here as well i want to point this out because all of the current systems that we're currently having you know education um the the work, corporate traditional work setting, and also the meaning that we put on productivity and success, they are all based on this 24-hour chronotype, but only on the morning type, right? And the morning type is only approximately 10 to 20% of the population, meaning that makes approximately 80 to 90% of the population working against their natural energy rhythm without them even realizing it. And isn't that like, Mind yeah, blowing. that's super unfair. Yeah, it's like we do not even have a chance. And then here's the thing. For women, our infradian rhythm is four weeks long, right? It's 28 days. So the typical word, you know, consistency, daily consistency that was floating around in the world with nutrition, with business, with all of these things is working out. It's not working for us because we are not meant to work on a daily basis. We are meant to work on a monthly basis because you guys, you have a 24-hour hormonal pattern. For you, it repeats every single day. It's always the same. So for you, the most important one to look into is going to be your circadian rhythm. But for us women, our energy actually changes not every day, but every week. Our mood changes every week. Our strengths in work based on our hormones change every week. So of course, we are going to fall behind or feel like we're falling behind or we're feeling like we can't keep up because everyone is talking about one, the morning person and then 24 hour daily consistency. And that leaves out 80 to 90% of the population. And it's like, oh my fucking God, why is no one talking about this? You know, there's so much potential. 
and, and and I guess what's frustrating about the fact that people aren't talking about it is that people can feel it. It's not like it, yeah. it's it's something people are existing in every single day. Like it's it's not like some idea or theory. Like people literally feel it every single day. But I think people just end up forcing themselves, unfortunately, into these exactly. toxic patterns because you know, what are you going to do? You don't want to get fired. You don't want to lose traction, all of these things. Um, just as a side point, I think my daily existence would be a nightmare to you. <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm, I'm a morning person. Um, I'm lucky, but because I also work on a breakfast morning radio show. So I start oh, work. <laughs> I'm, I have already gotten to the office by 5 a.m. I begin oh work God. at 5 a.m. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I, I really don't want to change lives with you. Like, no. I'm very happy. With I, it does mean I have to be in bed at eight p.m. though. So that is. Oh wow! That is okay, my existence. Yeah. I mean, wow! But then also, is it because this is your type, or is it because you've just done it for so long and it feels okay for you? Because there's a difference, you know. Yeah, it, it's. I think I'm just lucky in that I, I have. I've always been an early riser. I've always been a morning person. I'm most productive before 10 a.m. in general mm -hmm. and then got the breakfast radio job as a producer. So mm -hmm. I'm just really mm -hmm. lucky that those things aligned. Not everybody on the team is a morning person and it is a genuine struggle, you know, to get like people have to load for a while before, you know, getting into yeah. that. But it's, it's, it's a really unnatural way to work that I wouldn't recommend for most people. But <laughs> I mean, as long as it works for you, right? That's what I'm saying. Like the beauty of this work, and I'm going to get back to how you how you can track. The beauty of this work is that everybody and every energy flow is so different, right? Even me explaining those general things, like how the infradian rhythm works, how the circadian rhythm works, for you, it might feel different. That's why I tell everyone and all of my clients to track it for themselves, and then we can work together on the data to see where can we set boundaries? What's your energy amplifies? What's your energy drain us? How can we use your low phases? How can we use the high phases? Where do we see the patterns, right? But the beauty is that it's still on you. There's no one else that can tell you how to use your body in the right way or how you can hijack your energy or your time. Yes, there's general things, but it comes down to you taking the time and the space to tracking your energy and your body and putting in the time to getting that self-trust back when it comes to creating your own working model, basically, that is all that it is. But people still, I guess, do not put in the work because they're still so trapped into this like typical productivity mindset stuff. But when we come back to how to track it is, first, you just pick one of these tools, right? Of course, there's more than the circadian and the infradian rhythm. But if you want to start with something, just pick one of these two. For the circadian rhythm, again, there is a test that you can do or maybe you already have an idea of what kind of um, chronotype you are. Then try to adapt your uh, wake-up time and your going-to-bedtime plus your brain-focused tasks. Adapt that to your chronotype. Try it for at least a month because in the beginning, your body will actually feel more depleted. You will feel more tired because your body is so like, busy adapting to your changes, right? So give it at least a month for your body to get used to it. And then honestly, like before you go to bed, just take a notebook, take a pen and take two minutes of your day to track. First of all, what was my average energy level today from a scale of one to 10? What was my average mood today from a scale of one to 10? Like, how did I feel? What were my energy drainers today? What were my energy amplifiers? 
And then you also track the system or the tool that you're currently working on. For example, for me, it's what cycle phase in my female cycle am I currently in? For you, it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a wolf or I'm a, I'm a lion. I'm a morning person and I woke up at five. Yeah. Check. And then what's the most important thing about this is you put a date in the future, like at least three or four months from now. And on that day, you're going to sit down and you look at all of your data from like three, four or more months. And then you sit down and try to identify patterns. Where do I see my lows? Where do I see my highs? Because I can guarantee you, you will find some patterns there. There will always be highs and there will always be lows. And there will always be certain points that trigger that. And you will figure those out. And that, when you have it black on white, that will actually motivate you to create some changes. Even with some smaller things, like quote unquote smaller things, because for example, I'm pretty sure all of us know that Instagram is one of the main energy drainers, but nobody's changing anything about it, right? But if you see it black on white, that this is your main energy drainer for most of the days, God damn it, you're definitely going to change something about it if you see that this is what drains you, right? But you've got to see proof of that. So this is what you can then do. You identify patterns. And then once you feel comfortable with one tool, you add another, right? Now that I'm super comfortable with my circadian rhythm, now I'm going to track my sleeping patterns and see and research more about my sleep, trying to figure out how much I need to sleep, like all of these things. And then you do the same thing again. And after that, when you feel comfortable with that, you can say, okay, you know, I'm a woman. Now I want to track my female cycle and look more into that. And then you basically add on more and more and more and you get a huge understanding of your body and your energy. And that is the beauty of it because then you can like, test and tweak and experiment and base how you work on you and not on anyone else. You know, this has been genuinely super, super fascinating. I think everybody needs to do this like as soon as possible. I think everybody listening to this just realizing that unless they've literally done the work, they're most likely not in the rhythm that they want to be in. So uh, thank you so much for for this information. If somebody would like to work with you or reach out, how do they do so? Uh, Please come find me on Instagram. Um, I also have a free mini course that you can sign up for. It's about how to do business your way. And it also mentions these like, tracking your energy and all of these things if you need a reminder like definitely sign up um watch this and come check me out on instagram and let me know how you like this episode like you know your key takeaways i am always super interested in hearing how other people's uh, energy management journeys are going so yeah definitely feel free to to connect with me on instagram perfect and all the links will be in the description thanks so much christine if you've been thinking about starting a podcast but don't really know where to start go to our website Baird.media. That's B-A-I-R-D.media. You can find the book, Become a Podmaster, everything you need to know to master the art of podcasting. And you can also sign up to one of our mentorship programs where we help you figure out, develop, and produce your show from start to finish.